Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Let's talk cricket now, though, shall we? And uh, senior cricket writer for the Sporting News, Melinda Farrell, joins us right now. Uh, Mel, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm great, thanks. Sun's shining. Uh, I'm in orange where it's uh, tw- in the 20s today. They're talking about 22, 23 degrees. And I, so it feels like... It's cricket season, finally. Beautiful. Um, and we are the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Uh, out in Orange, you you out there on the Combine Harvester or something this morning? <laughs> or the, the ride-on mower? Are you, you in town? Uh, yeah. I, do you know what? I did mow my mother's lawn uh, this week, and she's sitting out there now. And a great discovery, uh, we actually found a cricket ball. So she's sitting out there having a cup of tea with a cricket ball sitting on the table. So uh, You didn't find you it know, whilst mowing, did you? That can you be quite dangerous. You, you didn't, didn't go over the... <laughs> That's ball. that's ball tampering. You can't be doing that sort of business. That's uh, that's next that's next level. If you get the groundsman to run over the cricket ball, that absolutely gets it swinging, um, just bananaing, reversing <laughs> stupidly. Well, yeah, as long, as long as it's not sandpaper, that's all we can say. As long as it's not sandpaper, you can run over it with a yeah, mower. You just can't use sandpaper. Fair <laughs> enough. I got it. Now, Melinda, you're giving us the uh, the weather forecast for Orange. What about the Gold Coast? Please tell me that there's uh-huh. going to be no form of precipitation this evening so we can get this match done because uh, India look to have Australia on the rack in a few of these matches that they're playing at the moment. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Look, it's, a, it's one of those things, isn't it, though, that this time of year, uh, storms coming up on the Gold Coast are basically a fact of, a fact of life. Um, but that's what happened. They weren't originally supposed to be being played there. They were supposed to be all played these matches in Sydney, Melbourne and Perth. And um, we would have had a test match at the Wacker, which I think, you know, the Wacker pitch would have provided a much better uh, environment for the, for the players to, to play that, that solitary test match. Uh, but India have, have really, I guess, shown, we've, we've talked a lot about Australia, you know, they had record run in ODIs. That they've been dominant in all formats of the game, really, uh, it, for so long in, in any time they've played. Uh, but it really has felt that they are up against a side that could beat them at any time. They're missing some really key players. They're mi- missing Rachel Haynes, the vice-captain. They're missing Jess Jonathan, the spinning all-rounder. And they're, they're also missing Megan Shute, who's the best, you know, number one ranked uh, bowler in the world in, in the T20 format that they're playing at the moment so it's a real test of Australia's depth and the young players who are coming through and uh, India have, have looked to dominate they do, they beat them in the last ODI they came very close in the second ODI they dominated throughout the test match really uh, and they were playing a cracking T20 uh, the other night when the, the rains came down and prevented a game being played so this is a really brilliant series and really exciting for me to watch to see Australia being properly challenged throughout uh, by an extremely good India side. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's important that 
we all want our, our sides to win and our national sides to win. But is this a good opportunity for this team that was so dominant for, for such a long time to one, be challenged and see how they react to it? Because they're not going to have it their own way in the, in the women's cricket format uh, for, for their, their whole lives. And, and to get some, some new players into this side, who, who are these new players and, and how are they faring? Well, to the first point, I think it's good for world cricket. Um, and as, as hard as that might be for Australian fans to, to hear, but Australia's really led the way in professionalism in women's cricket. The, the WBBL has been uh, fantastic for bringing through new talent and just increasing the professionalism of the women's game. Uh, but, to, but I think the whole world thinks that, gosh, if... If India can beat Australia, if India can compete really well, then that increases perhaps the likelihood of a women's IPL, which would again, you know, yeah. just take it to another level. We know how huge the IPL is. It's good for the Australians too, I think, especially with that uh, 50 over World Cup coming up uh, in February and March in New Zealand, that they need to be challenged. And since the pandemic started, since the T20 uh, World Cup last year, which Australia won, uh, obviously, in front of 86,000 people at the MCG, they'd only played New Zealand. That was the only country they'd played until this. And now you've got them being challenged by India. I think that, you know, it, England will send a very, very good side uh, to play in the women's ashes later in the summer. And then you have the the, the 50 over World Cup. So uh, I think that, that India pushing Australia throughout this series is really good. Um, the the players who have come through, I mean, they're, they're, it's sort of the fast bowlers in general that that Australia have been uh, sort of looking looking at, or I guess the most excitement around the likes of Darcy Brown and, and Stella Campbell uh, playing in the Test match and doing pretty well. It was pretty hard for them, I think, playing a format that they just never play. You've got Hannah Darlington, the captain of the, the Sydney Thunder. She she made her T20 debut uh, and didn't sort of get to do too much uh, in the first match. So she's another one. There's a, a lot of excitement around her. And Taylor Vlamming's back. I mean, she broke the speed gun. I don't think the speed gun was quite correct when it was saying she was bowling at 145 kilometres an hour. But she certainly was sort of up between 120 and 125 uh, in that game there, so she's she's really exciting as well. There's there's some great players to to watch there, but it, it's pretty hard coming in and making your debut against uh, some really some really mm. experienced Indian players as well. Yeah, I saw that speed gun. I've I've used that excuse when I've got a speeding fine a couple of times. It didn't work, but um, yeah, it was a, it was a little bit out. But anyway, hey, um, now what are you hearing about uh, overnight the ECB? The English and Wales Cricket Board have given their conditional approval, it seems, for an Ashes tour to go ahead. What has happened over the last couple of weeks, the toing and froing and demands and uh, requests about having to quarantine? Looks like um, South East Queensland they're going to come to first, the English, and then the families join later. Has it been a real struggle to get to this point, or did you feel it was always going to end up this way? Certainly whenever I spoke to people at Cricket Australia, they were confident the whole way through that, look, and I wonder sometimes if if some of the things that have been out in the press are are sort of a negotiating tactic, if you like, you know, to to push for 
uh, more conditions that the players want. Uh, I do think that there's been a little bit of that, although having said that, that there are definitely players who've had very serious concerns about coming and spending that much time in hard quarantine, then a strict biosecure bubble, whatever those arrangements might have been. And they've toured a hell of a lot more than the Australians, let's, let's put it bluntly, when it comes to actually participating in world cricket, Australia hasn't uh, to the same degree as England. So some of them are just frankly sick of it. But but Australia, the, the conversations that they've had, they've felt at an ECB level have been very, uh, very, uh, you know, cordial and positive the whole way through. It's just been about bringing the players along and then making sure that the players uh, are happy with that. So uh, the most recent sort of uh, toing and froing has come back with, them being largely satisfied and I think now they're just going over the fine details of things like how much you know freedom they might have if they're if they're in a resort uh, on the Gold Coast how much freedom they might have within that resort uh, those sorts of small things and and of course as we all know in Australia the the hardest thing is not really getting into the country it's moving around the country so the the freedoms or restrictions that they might have as they go around, they're the things that I think are being ironed out now. But I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just thinking, thank the Lord that they're coming out because they've been so worried and so looking forward to this series. So hopefully uh, everything will be smooth and they'll be they'll be heading over here pretty soon. Melinda, I saw the, uh, the Barmy Army uh, fired the first shot in the ashes uh, at Tim <laughs> Payne. They took a bit of a shot at him. But they, they were trying to compare Tim Payne, who's who's a wicketkeeper, with his his um, batting record or runs in his career against Joe Roots, who's obviously a specialist bat, um, over his runs this this year. And Joe Root has been in incredible form, and it'd be really a wonderful thing to see him come out and take it to the Australian bowlers and, and put on a you know, really, really competitive series. But trying to compare uh, Joe Root and Tim Payne, it's not like apples and orange. It's like, I don't know, flowves and wardrobes. It's 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 a pretty funny it's comparison. It's like mine and Adam's but... golf game. If you're trying to compare my golf, Adam and I playing, it's used to be like, ah, oh, okay, I see the difference. I get it. Mm. It's not really there, but it's You're just a sign. It's, it's, it's almost a sign that nature is healing, isn't it? When the Barmy Army can come up with something that's kind of ridiculous and people will buy it anyway. So so once we know they're coming, I expect all the, the most ridiculous banter and, and you know, tough talk and, and all that sort of thing come to the fore as it always does. Oh, well, I can sit at home in England because they can't get in the country with their trumpets at 2 a.m. over there and have, have a good time sledging Tim Payne in their lounge rooms. Anyway, uh, we will miss the Barmy Army, though. Hopefully there's a, uh, there's a satellite kind of operation set up here with the, all the expats and a bit of atmosphere in the grounds. Melinda, uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for the update and uh, the, the font of knowledge that you have in the sport of cricket. And uh, have a good day out there in Orange. And hopefully you're on the road soon with um, covering some cricket in the grounds when you can get across borders. I'm very confident I'm going to be there at the Gabba. Don't you worry. Nothing will stop me. Awesome. Thanks, Melinda. Melinda Farrell joining us uh, from the Sporting News. Yes, stay across Melinda's work because it's detailed and 
all over it as well. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.